Hello and welcome to the first summer edition of the Redbird Report. This is Nate Head, incoming sports editor here at the Vedette. Uh, the whole staff is in office today working on our first paper since the semester ended, so be sure to check that one out tomorrow. We have a lot of fresh content going on our website as well as a hard copy coming out tomorrow morning. So as far as sports go, uh, obviously there are no ISU teams in season right now, but there's still plenty to discuss around Redbird Athletics. So just jumping right into it, we have to start with the baseball team. Uh, this is a team that I covered all spring as the beat reporter, and to say the least, they really struggled. Uh, they only won one conference game, which came in the very last week of the season, and entering the MVC conference tournament, which comes with a NCAA automatic bid, you know, there wasn't very um, high set of expectations. You know, many expected the Redbirds to travel down to Missouri and, you know, take their two games and, you know, call it a day and call it a season, in fact. But that wasn't the case. You know, Bo Durkak's team battled. They showed a lot of character and surprised many and turned a lot of heads, that's for sure. And eventually even made it to the championship round where they fell short in a, you know, heartbreaking game. They battled back in the ninth inning, tied it up, and then blew it away in the other half of the inning. So just a tough way to go for the Redbirds, but just, you know, talking about that tournament, they opened the they opened the play with as a number eight seed going against the number one Missouri State, you know, a team nationally ranked, had only lost one game one conference game during the season playing on their home field in Missouri and the Redbirds come in and win one to zero you know they shut out the Bears for the first time all season uh freshman Brady Huffman for ISU threw a gem I think he went about six and two-thirds innings scoreless and Jack Lenware the senior came and closed the door so that was that they only needed one run and stunned Missouri State right on their home field and then they the next day, you know, they turn around and, and and beat Wichita State in a high scoring game. Uh, I think they scored four or five in the first couple innings, and you know that's all they needed. So all of a sudden they're two and zero, and everybody's you know pretty surprised. I mean, including myself. And so then they play Missouri State again and lose, and then have to turn around and play them again for a, uh, for an elimination game and defeat them to earn a spot in the championship. And so that was just a, you know, just a crazy experience for them. Uh, a lot of the team is freshmen or, you know, new to the Redbirds or, or new to the MVC. So, it was, you know, it was, really, it was really great to see them after such a tough season really, really play their best baseball down the stretch and when it really mattered. And, you know, if it wasn't for a, a few errors in the top of the ninth inning and, you know, they really could have had a chance to, you know, run the table and, and take this thing to the NCAAs. But they didn't get to, they didn't quite get it done. But you know, still definitely congratulations to both Dirk Tech's baseball team. So now uh, moving on, uh, ISU had a, a, a men's golfer advance to the NCAA Nationals for the first time since 1975. You know, Trent Wallace just finished up his sophomore season here on campus, and he had a great season. Um, in his freshman year, you know, in the previous season, he won conference. And so he set the bar, you know, really high with for himself, coming in as a freshman and, and, and taking down the conference. But, you know, he turns around sophomore season, kind of struggles out of the gate, uh, plays a couple rounds, even drops to the number three ranking on the team. 
But, you know, it starts getting it together when the spring comes around. Turns in 10 straight rounds of par or under and, you know, stays just as hot going into the conference and wins it for the second straight year. Moves on to regionals, as he did as a freshman. But this time he advanced out of his regional and got to the opportunity to play at nationals, you know, against some of the best golfers, you know, if not the best golfers in, you know, Division One collegiate golf. So, you know, I had a chat with him. Uh, a few days ago and you know we talked about the experience and you know he he was you know really obviously thrilled and you know said it was one of the you know coolest experiences that he's had so far in his young career so you know moving forward he still has two years of eligibility so you know it's really going to be interested to see where you know where he takes it um you know that obviously at this point that this guy's definitely limits to trent wallace so you know for him another another congratulations so now moving on to the to the sport that's going to be starting up here in early September, late August, is the football team. Uh, you know, as we know, they kind of struggled last season. You know, to the Redbird standard, they struggled at, at least. You know, they were six and six following up a season where you know they went to the you know title game and just just barely lost. So the expectations were you know granted they they were very high, but uh, you know the Redbirds came out and you know they played 500 football. Uh, they did, you know, have a, a four-game losing streak throughout the season, um, but you know it's gonna they're gonna it's gonna be a whole different look team that this season. You know, they got the defense is, is still gonna be great. I mean, it's still expected to be their strong suit uh, for the Redbird football team. Uh, I believe they're returning six of their top ten uh, tacklers in, in terms of total tack- tackles for the season. So uh, obviously that's a positive, and they got a couple new guys um, who have redshirted and, and kind of learned the system. And so yeah, it should be a positive sign on defense, and you know which was one of their their most positive strengths last season, and it, you know should be again this season under Brock's back. Uh, you know they have Jake Colby returning for his second full season um, at the helm as quarterback. Uh, last season, you know he played well. I mean. It was his first season first full season that is you know being quarterback and you know obviously that's not easy so you know he went six and six and you know a lot of it if you just you know browse his game log you know it's not like he was you know really struggling I mean he played well I mean it just you know his, his numbers just didn't pop off the page but uh, moving into his second full season you know I had a chat with him as well last couple days and you know he seems very optimistic about the team and you know about the strides that he's making in his game you know he says he's been watching a lot of film and working on footwork and things like that so you know still very early um in fact they haven't even started a, uh, official practices yet as the ncaa has some strict violations that that cannot start until july so as of now they're just kind of you know working out on their own but uh from what colby has seen so far so he's very optimistic, so it'll be you know, really exciting to see what the identity of the 2017 Redbird football team is looking like. And then kind of moving on to you know men's basketball, that was obviously the story here on campus last season. Uh, Dan Muller's team was, you know, incredible, you know, undefeated at home, uh, sharing a title for the MVC with Wichita State. Uh, some thought they they could have made it into the NCAA 
tournament uh, or mar- our March Madness. They just didn't quite, you know, get the respect from the voting committee. Uh, but moving forward, you know, obviously it's something, you know, huge to build on. Um, but this year it's going to be a whole, a whole different new look team. I mean, we have three three starters who are all leaving uh, the program. Paris Lee, uh, Tony Wills, and Deontay Hawkins all played a you know monumental role in the Redbird starting rotation. So it's going to be obviously tough to replace those guys, and you know just going to have to see what they do. I know they have a couple recruits coming in, including um, Zach Copeland highlights the new recruiting class. He will be transferring from um, a community college in California, where he won uh, the California JUCO Player of the Year. Um, you know, the scouting report on him is he can score. I mean, he can shoot, uh, especially from distance, and he looks like somebody that's really going to be able to spread the floor and provide a uh, long-distance threat for the Redbird offense. So, you know, they have another another guy coming in, uh, Taylor Berninga, and he lit it up in high school. I mean, he'll be coming as a freshman, so it'll be kind of difficult to see, you know, how he acclimates to the collegiate game. Um, but in high school, you know, his numbers talk about jump off the page. I mean, he's averaging 30-plus a game. Uh, looks like he can score from anywhere. And so that would be really interesting to see how he fits in with Dan Muller's squad. But that's about it in, in terms of sports at this point. Uh, we have a you know, new women's basketball coach. Um, that will be interesting to see if she can turn the program around. Uh, we have an article on that coming in tomorrow and as well as going online. So I'll conclude it here, and thank you for listening. This was another edition of the Redbird Report. Thank you.